Welcome to twoquestions.tv. With me today is Rena Plapler, and we're talking about brand intimacy. Twoquestions.tv. Brief questions, deep knowledge for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business owners. Welcome to twoquestions.tv. I'm Susan Barancini Mo. Joining me today is Rena Plapler. She's a partner at branding agency MBLM, and she's also the author of this book, Brand Intimacy, A New Paradigm in Marketing, which focuses on how to strengthen the emotional bonds between a person and a brand. She's based in New York. Rena, welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, I am very happy that you're joining me. For our viewers who have not read the book and don't know it as well as you and I do, what is brand intimacy? Can you explain that concept? Sure. Brand intimacy is really the idea of leveraging and strengthening the bonds that people have with the brands they use and love. And it's based on the idea that uh, we actually form relationships with brands the same way we do with people. It's kind of a shocking idea when we first came across it, but if you think about one of your favorite brands and the role it has and the esteem you have for it and the length of time it may be uh, involved in your life, you can start to see that, uh, like a relationship with a person, it kind of mirrors that uh, level of affection and attraction. And what we did is learn that uh, as people get uh, closer with brands, naturally, uh, their attachment becomes stronger, they become a more loyal customer, they're willing to pay more for a brand, and they become a more profitable customer as well. And really, the idea of brand intimacy came about because of advances in neuroscience and behavioral science. And over the past 10 or 15 years, there's been a lot of learning about how uh, humans are actually very instinctive animals. Uh, Daniel Kahneman's book, Thinking Fast and Slow, sort of suggested that we make a lot of decisions based on emotion and retrofit them after the fact with rationality. And so in marketing, traditionally, uh, rational thought plays a pretty big role. We sort of focus on a direction for a brand like value or trusted partner or utility. And what we're suggesting is actually by dialing up the idea of emotion, uh, and branding, you can create a much more powerful connection and a much more profitable brand. It's so interesting. I mean, the book is is full of case studies and research, and it's really um, almost, I mean, it's it's beautiful. I mean, the, the design is wonderful. There's lots of pictures, audience, lots of pictures. <laughs> but, but, um, but it is such a... Um, dense is not the word I'm going, it's not a dense book, it's just a... a, a full book. Like there's, there's so much content that's so rich and, um, the idea is so different and, and so unique where we have talked, like, just like you said, just now we've talked so much, spent so much time thinking of consumers as rational, thoughtful people. And, and there's such a good case for, no, they act on emotion and intuition so there's someone watching the show right now who, who has been thinking of their customers one way, and now they realize they might need to evolve their brand, hopefully after they read your book. Um, and so, so where's the best place for them to start in terms of evolving their existing brands? Right. Um, well, the book is comprehensive. You are right. It's a summary of a seven-year journey of love to this idea. So it does uh, pack a lot in it. Uh, certainly where to start is in the book, um, but also just in terms of conversation, I th think the first place to start is actually at the most obvious, which is what does your brand communicate? How is it 
attracting and interacting with audiences? And what's the takeaway from somebody who's experiencing your brand? Um, what we find is people are missing a lot of opportunity to do a few things. One is to connect on an emotional level. And, you know, a lot of people are in serious businesses, so emotion doesn't have to be, you know, brushing each other's hair and telling each other's stories. It can be about trust. It can be about confidence. It can be about assurance. It can be about, um, you know, uh, satisfying needs. So there's lots of ways to dial up emotion in a way that's kind of appropriate for all types of brands. But it's looking at, you know, what is that message somebody uh, has when they experience your brand. The second thing I'd say is knowing that people are emotional and instinctive, make it easy for them to pick you. You know, do you stand out relative to competitors in your space? If you're another blue brand in a category that's all blue, that makes it harder for people to know who you are relative to somebody else. Uh, and the third thing is, you know, are you really inviting um, a dialogue? You know, what we find like in any relationship is that it's two way. And I think a lot of business owners tend to think of the brand as something they own and push towards their customers. But nowadays, certainly with technology, there's a lot of pull. How can you invite customers and prospects into your world? How can you get their feedback? How can you make them part of a panel or a discussion group? How do you invite them to be, you know, advocates or learn more or just part of whether it's a mailing list or newsletters or even social media where you ask questions and invite answers, but how engaging can you be? Because we all know in a relationship, it's two way and you, you know, have to put in a bit to get more out. So, but you know, at a kind of high level, I'd say those are places to start. Certainly for brands that feel like they may already have some of this down, it may be a question more of fine tuning. Um, you know, is your marketing mix the right one to kind of attract the customers you're looking at? Are you leveraging sort of all the channels that are available to marketers today in a way that's optimal for you? Are your employees engaged? Are they your biggest advocates? You know, start with the people that are representing you. Um, are they kind of, you know, emotional about the branding and convey that? Are they your advocates? Um, do you really know what people think of your brand? Do you need to start by taking a step back and doing a little research on what people think about and your perceptions today? You know, you don't want to fix the wrong problem. So kind of diagnosing what the issues are is a good place to start as well. And then, of course, keeping your eye on your competitors. You know, what are they doing? What are they saying? How is there a way to kind of stand out and be more effective rather than, you know, saying the same thing in a cluttered marketplace, which generally uh, makes it harder to break through. So I'd say those are some, you know, suggestions. And in the book, we give kind of examples of, you know, 10 things to sort of think about uh, as you build an emotional brand. We give examples of brands that are doing a great job, brands that have had a few missteps. And I think sometimes the real world examples are helpful uh, for business owners and leaders to kind of get a grip and, and get a sense of, you know, what, what is brand intimacy and how does it work? And it's not just for big businesses either. This is for any company. It's for a person too. You know, we are brands ourselves. Uh, we represent ourselves, whether we're looking for career opportunities or a new job or ways to promote ourselves. So a lot of the same lessons apply in, you know, what you do to represent uh, yourself. And certainly, you know, small businesses, large businesses, merged businesses, online only businesses, all of them, you know, anyone who it, it deals with a customer and is trying to build uh, stronger relationships with those customers, this book is relevant to. Yeah. I feel like uh, one of the points that you made in the book was that uh, marketers uh, in general, we tend to lag. And so there are all these decision makers who are lagging behind 
in the, you know, the process of making this evolution. And so I feel like your book is a good reference point for those marketers who are aware that we need to evolve and, and could, there's, there's a lot of content in here that they could use as, you know, arguments and convincing evidence to get those decision makers pulled along. <laughs> That's always the challenge in marketing, isn't it? To get the decision makers to come on, let me do the thing. It's new. It's good. <laughs> That's the challenge of marketing in general. Um, some companies, you know, it's really seen more as an expense and an investment. And so uh, part of what we talk about in the book is the sort of business advantage of brand intimacy that our top intimate brands outperform uh, the standard and fours and the Fortune 500 across growth and profit for uh, a 10 year period. So we're not just saying this makes marketing sense. We're saying these build more profitable outcomes. And generally, you're right. Those are the sort of levers you need to pull when you're trying to get a new idea through a, a larger company that might be uncomfortable with, you know, changing tried and true, even if it's dated or not necessarily optimal for today's complexity. Yep. Good ROI. Everybody likes it. Everybody <laughs> oh, Rita, thank you so much for being on this show. I enjoyed this very much. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And thanks everybody. All right, viewers, here's the book, Brand Intimacy, and I am giving it one of my very rare highest recommendations. This is a book you need in your library. It's a reference book. It's an excellent book for you to use to convince your decision makers to ante up and move it along. All right, <laughs> thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. This has been twoquestions.tv. To subscribe to our YouTube channel, learn more about the show, the guests, and our host, Susan Barancini-Mo, visit us at www.twoquestions.tv.